there's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. If you're thinking, I should go for a run today, but it looks like it could rain, Sierra says save on epic rain jackets. If you're also thinking... But I can't go out in these beat-up old running shoes. Sierra says, save on top brand running shoes. And if you're still thinking, but I'm also busy performing brain surgery, well, then we say, you really should have led with that. Sierra, let's get moving to your local store, like now. Go! Hello, everyone. We're back. Cue applause. That's right, folks. Welcome to the Comedians Playing Fantasy Premier League Season 2 podcast with me, Matt Ford. And me, John Richardson. This is the podcast where we talk a bit about FPL. I mean, you know, don't hold out for, for lots of FPL. You, you're probably looking at about seven minutes uh, per show, which is enough to do it twice, in my opinion. Uh, the rest of the time, we'll talk about some weird football stories. Uh, we'll throw in some nonsense from our general lives, which are nonsensical, right? Absolutely. And you know what? What's the old phrase? Lean in. I think we've really leaned in to the non-FPL parts of this FPL podcast. But this season, mm. there will be a bit more FPL stuff. Will there? Oh, yeah. Oh, all right then. Are you going to do that? Yes, I'm going to do it. So we're not doing weekly forfeits anymore because we don't have the time. And as we proved last year, it has become a nightmare. But big news. We are doing some live dates later on in the year where we'll be completing all the old ones we didn't do live in your face. We're also going to be releasing two episodes of the podcast a week, every week. Uh, Once a week, we'll have a guest on to talk about football in general, a bit of FPL, and then there'll be the usual FPL show and some titting about. In a moment, we'll be revealing our initial teams for the season, but we've got a new rule this season, which is to celebrate both Forest's promotion and Leeds' retaining of their Premier League status. We have to have three Leeds and Forest players each. Oh, so hang on. Yeah, okay. now I wanted so to talk to about three this. Players and three Forest players. What do you think? Well, I mean, that would be six. That would only leave us with a wiggle room of five non-Leeds Forest. Do you want to some exciting news? Oh, go on. I've got a Forest. What do you mean you've got a Forest? I've got a Forest player in my team already without being forced to by the government or whoever runs, whatever dark cabal runs this shit show of a podcast. Producer Danny. Is that Producer Danny? Oh, he's, is he a cabal? He's, he's part of, yeah, he is. He's part of the Illuminati. Oh, is he? Oh, well done. I've always oh, wanted yeah. an in. Oh, yeah. Well, we are in. So let me guess the Forest player. Lingard. No. Try again. Jerk off. Johnson. No. Try again. Douchebag. Ooh. Oh, I know. I know. Henderson. No. Try again. Jerkwad. What? Oh, God. What? You keep saying it, mate. Oh. I've got an idea. Nico Williams. Winner! Yes, and obviously, as an attacking wing-back, he gives you options on assists. The sort of options we usually get from Trent Alexander-Arnold and Andrew Robertson will now be provided by Nico Williams. Name another famous Nico. Um, oh, oh, crikey. Incorrect answer. The answer was Rosberg. And that's that's it. Oh, 
Formula One. Yes, indeed. Not a fan? Um, I don't mind it, but I prefer football and I love FPL. Also, at some <laughs> point, we're going to try and get our heads around an FPL draft team. What are you laughing so you're at? Really, you're really holding me to this more FPL in Season 2 thing, aren't you? I'm looking forward to uh, my new feature, Matt tries to bring us back to FPL. What did you have for breakfast? I'll tell you what I had for breakfast is cornflakes and a nice glass of cold FPL. You know what? If FPL did breakfast items, I would buy them. Oh, I tell you, given the week I've had, if FPL did breakfast, what I'd do, I'd spend about four full days of my life contemplating what to have for breakfast, pour a bowl of what I thought was the right breakfast, and then decide 30 seconds afterwards that I hate it and it's shit and I hate cereal and breakfast. Okay, before we come on to your terrible week, just to finish that point, we are going to try and do an FPL draft, and you can join our fan league. Details are on our Twitter feed, at ComediansFPL, and find us on Instagram. And there will be prizes for the winner of the league and the Cups, um, uh, as we did last season. So, John, can I just tell you who I've picked? Yeah, that's a good idea. Tell us, tell us your team name first, because it's changed, hasn't it, from uh, Notting Hill Forest? Yes, I just thought, what I'm going to do is, Give it a different name every season now. I don't know if you're going to do the same. I have done, yes. Do you know my team name yet? No. Oh, I'm excited to tell you. Oh, the, that makes me think your team name's better than mine. So anyway, mine is called Warall Crazy Now. Yeah, mine's better than yours. What's yours then? Well, this will be a shock to uh, listeners from season one after I lambasted anyone with a slightly cheeky team name last year. I, I basically grasped people up to the authorities uh, if you were flicking through your league and suddenly find pending moderation, you can thank me for that. Uh, nonetheless, I've gone this year for the team name Win It In The Hole. <laughs> oh, you are dutty. Yeah, filth. I was going to go with Men Behaving Baldy because I'm losing my hair and I was going to sort of commit to having a, a, a bald or shaven-headed player in every week, but I, I, I didn't want to do that. And then I thought, well, what's a sporting phrase? Win it. Well, win it just happened to be my nickname at secondary school. Did it really? Yeah. Yeah. I, I had a uh, sort of clumpy, sort of bouffant hair that, that looked like a piece of shit matted hair hanging from an anus. Yes, for the uninitiated, well, you've just told us what a win it mm. is. Many people may not have heard it. Many people outside of the armed forces might not be familiar with the phrase, but that's what one is, and, and you effectively looked like one. Yeah, I, I, I think I... I I not just looked like one, I think I behaved like one. I think I sort of moved like one. I think, you know, I, it's one of those nicknames Smelled you like can't one. argue with. Yeah, bang on. You're just going to say that. Yeah, I'll take that. So, we've waited a long time, haven't we? Obviously, with the men getting to the first final since 66, mm-hmm. and Forrest being out of the Premier League for 23 years, and in the space of a year, I've been to Wembley three times, Seen England play in a Euros final, Forest get promoted, and then England win the Euros. I mean, I, it's mad how it's all happened in short, such a short space of time. And it was very, I was just as emotional as I was at the men's. I was just kept crying throughout the game, just overwhelmed. That Toon goal was right in front of me. So I was behind the goal, I was going absolutely ballistic. And when we won, it was just euphoric. What a finish. What a special time to be an England football fan for men and women, but obviously mainly for women because it just, it's remarkable what they've done. They're, they're incredible, and they're just blowing people away all the time. I mean, they never really looked like they were going to lose any of the games, and I loved it. And um, th- there were no flares up bombs or anything like that. No, not till you got home. <laughs> i tell you what, it was nice to go to a major final. Now, I like a bit of an atmosphere, but it was nice to go to a major final and not feel scared. 
it, you know what? It felt like the Olympics. It had that very euphoric but very sweet atmosphere to it where everyone was there just to have fun. And um, I just love it. I just th- it, it, it's just such a special thing. Were you drinking slushies then and eating uh, healthy snacks or were you lagered up? I was lagered up and I was loving it. And I'll tell you what, I'll tell you a fact. I clapped so hard, my fingers bled. <laughs> I don't know if that's a good thing. I, I instantly want to hear from the people immediately around you. You have a very obnoxious clap. <gasps> what? You've you got a very obnoxious clap. Um, there's, there's no easy way to say it. You, you clap. You... No, you're just jealous because I can clap like a real man. I was born on the terraces and you weren't, and you hate yeah, me for it's it. it's a special kind of man that, that takes pride in his clap, I think. It really suggests that. Well, it's not. I'm not. It's not like I worked on it. I can just clap. No, it's not well. like you've come on a podcast, first episode of the new season, and said, "I tell you how much I enjoyed that game." Mate. I clapped so hard, my hands bled. Well, no, but my, I haven't got normal hands, have I? So it's not like I've got um, normal hands where it would take an incredible amount of clapping to burst the flesh. My hands are weak. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, um, it's just nothing to be proud of. An MRSA infection. So I, t- I tell you how much I agree with that, mate. I nodded so hard, I broke my spine. <laughs> I reckon I could do that. <laughs> Go on then. No. So the the team name is is obviously Joe Worrell. Yeah, Joe Worrell, uh, Forrest, obviously captain the side. <gasps> Ooh, I tell you what. Sorry about that. Uh, and I hate sort of body noises. Um, no, particular. you don't. Well, out, off mic, I think is good fun. I know off mic, I think is quite fun. But on mic, it's disgusting. I've had a lot of coffee today, more than I usually would, and and it's made me. It's made my heart rate unusual, and and it's really made me slightly anxious, and, and it's made me very windy. So I'm sorry. How many have you had? Maybe six. I'm not sure I'm going to sleep tonight, John. <laughs> well, tell us where you are. That's exciting for the listeners. It is. I'm in Edinburgh for the festival, and you can come and see my show, Clown to the Left of Me, Jokers to the Right, every night from the 3rd to the 28th of August, and I'm doing three specials of my other podcast, The Political Party, where I will interview on the 7th of August, Gordon Brown. On the 15th of August, Anna Sawa. And on the 22nd of August, Joanna Cherry. There endeth the plug. But, um, yeah, you know, John, you and I have many happy memories at the Edinburgh Festival. Yeah. You know, it's weird being here without you. Yes, I, I'm, I'm very jealous that of you That's time I puked there. in your toilet. Yeah, there was the time you puked in my toilet. There was the time the guy in that Yates is threatened to knock you out. Uh, we've had some great times. Yes. Yeah, the time you almost had a heart attack halfway up Arthur's seat. That was bad. That was bad. You know, um, I, I don't really drink up here anymore. But, you know, when we first started Ooh. going, it was very Ooh. boozy, wasn't it, when we were young? We lads, weren't we? Do I have, uh, we do I have permission time. to... Uh, is this going to be our first tweeted picture of uh, season two? Do I have permission to tweet the picture of how you looked halfway up Arthur's seat? I'll say no. <laughs> I'll send it to you. We'll see. have a look. Okay, I think the, the strong likelihood is is a no. So we did have a lot of chats, didn't we? Because obviously this is first and foremost, and it, and it will be a shock to some. This is an entertainment podcast, and we did have a conversation about how FPL being what it is, you get drawn into it, you get very competitive, you waste a lot of time, and not necessarily in a way that makes the podcast funnier. So we did talk about ways we could um, handicap ourselves or make our teams themed in some way. Some people have done that anyway, just for fun. And you've got to admire the commitment of some people who just 
see FPL as a bit of fun and don't want to get drawn into keeping up with the likes of Ian Sterling. Um, Glenn says, hey, Comedians FPL, I have decided this season to go for a London-only team. I will not pick anybody who plays outside of the capital. Wish me luck. Hashtag FPL. Hashtag London clubs. What are you making Well, I don't think that's the handicap it sounds. There are a lot of London clubs. That gives him Arsenal, Spurs, Chelsea, Palace, Fulham. Uh, yeah. Any more? I think that's it. Brentford. But, you know, there's a lot of big clubs in there. Oh, that might be a Brentford fan screaming. Brentford, Brentford, I'm sorry, Brentford. We stayed out, you mug, you toilet oh. slag. Also, it's the nearest name to my name. Matt Ford, Brentford, you know, that should have been the one that I remember first. I should identify with them more. Yeah, if you were seven. I know all the, I know all the teams that have got my name in. <laughs> oh, no, no. That's not what a seven-year-old does, is it? It's the logic of a child to spot their name when they're out and about. You like wordplay. It must drive you mad walking down the street. You say that every time. Oh, it's funny, them Ford Mondeo there. That's actually how I call my own. The funny, them Ford KA there. I'm like, oh, bloody hell. Ford Fiesta there. That's what I call my birthday party. Do you know what? I've never done that joke. I've never, ever. And I'm 40 later this year. That is a lie. Four decades of existence. Ooh, did you hear that? What was that? It sounded like a zip. You know when you do like one of those burps that goes backwards? It went... It sounded like someone zipped up in my throat. What else Ooh. is going on in that troubled gut of yours? This can't just be coffee. What have you done to yourself I today? did have a three-course lunch, and, and it poleaxed me. I had bruschetta, deep-fried brie, spag bol, and a tiramisu at midday. And I, I haven't recovered. Jesus I know. Christ. I know. I know. Yeah. <sighs> Parmesan on the spag bol. Yeah. I think my gout might come back at yeah, some point. Yeah, you're packing in a lot of dairy there. Eamon Holmes. And I'm not saying Eamon Holmes is a better broadcaster mm-hmm. than you, but Eamon Holmes won't touch chocolate before he broadcasts because he thinks the dairy makes his throat uh, problematic. Okay. And there's you rocking up episode one of season two on a deep fried brie and a tiramisu. Do you want to talk to our listeners about just the sheer lack of respect? Holmes is correct. You're not meant to consume chocolate before you broadcast. It dries the throat. Any newsreader will tell you that. Okay. Telling you. I was told it by a newsreader. Yeah, Dermot Murnahan pinning you down in uh, Weatherspoons, one o'clock in the morning. <laughs> chocolate dripping out of his mouth. Easter egg all around his chops. <laughs> Which newsreader told you Nigel that? Nigel me. talk sport. Next question. I want to tell you my team. I'm excited about my team. Yeah, I was going to I was going to do a link. I was going okay, to do a do link. Do it. Yeah, should we, should we talk sport, mate? Oh. Who's in God, your team? you're good. Still got it. Goalkeeper, Ramsdale, you like? Interesting. Well, it's a tricky one, isn't it, the old goalkeeper, because the worst goalkeeper and the best goalkeeper, the difference is two million. So, you oh. know, there's no point in trying to save any money there, I don't okay. think. So why have you not gone for Liverpool, Man City, you know, those teams most likely to keep the most clean sheets? You're back in the Arsenal back four, eh, this season. Oh. I may change it. I may change it then. Okay, but at the moment it's Ramsdale. I mean, I've gone for Alisson. Okay. How much is he, by the way? How much is he? How much you pay for that? 5.5. 5.5. So Ramsdale for me, Alisson for you. Happy with that. Back three. Anderson from Palace. Alexander-Arnold from Liverpool. Ooh. Nico Williams from Nottingham Forest. Ooh. Oh, and your starting lineup. Yeah. I've got to back the boys. Fancy yourselves away at Newcastle, do you? I've got to back the boys. 
Are you not backing our boys? Yeah, you have. Yeah, yeah. It's, um, you've got to try and score as many points as you, you can. You've got to back our boys. Well. You've got to back our boys. T- they're not our boys. They're your boys. The you whole keep country you deal with is behind us. Have you not seen the news? Oh, that's what you think. That's what you Taxi think. Taxi drivers tell me. Yeah, in Nottingham. In London. Of course they do. Oh, glad you're up, mate. Cluffy, what a geezer. Yeah, okay. So you've met one cab driver. You know, there is a certain amount of goodwill, of course there is, for Nottingham Forest. That will go the minute the season starts. The history goes. I'll tell you now, the other 19 teams in the Premier League are hoping you get battered every week uh, and and nobody else really cares. OK, tell me your defence then, big man. Uh, well, uh, it looked like that when I got there. And uh, anyone who says otherwise is lying. Lovely, lovely defence, Joe. Oh, not my legal defence. Um, I'm going to tell you my full five. Um, and incidentally, my uh, second choice goalkeeper is Ilan Melier, Leeds United's okay. wonder kid. My second choice goalkeeper is Rea from Brentford. Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah, I see that. Okay. I see that. My other two defenders, Soufal and Mings. Oh, yes, that's a good shout. Mm. Good value. Thank you. So tell me that five again. Anderson, Alexander-Arnold, Williams, Soufal, Mings. See, now that tells me... And I'm going to make a prediction here. That tells me that you've got money to spend up front because that, to me, is not a strong back five in terms of where we know points came from last season. Alexander-Arnold. So that tells me you've definitely got Mo Salah. Of course, he's your one bankable 100-point-plus player. Everyone else for me there, bit of a risk. Are West Ham going to have a season like they did last season? We don't know. We hope not, obviously. We're Leeds fans. The rest, that tells me... I'm definitely expecting Mo Salah. I'm definitely expecting Haaland or Nunes or both or Kane, possibly Son. I think there's money to spend from Ford. My back five, a little bit more a little bit more of a 2021-22 uh, feel to mine. James of Chelsea, Cancelo of Manchester City, Alexander-Arnold of Liverpool, Ben White, Arsenal, Nico Williams-Forrest. Both got Trent, both got Nico. I really did agonise over Cancelo. I may still move things around. But, John, I've got to tell you, you you read me very well. Um, Brace yourself for the rest of this midfield. McGinn, Smith-Rowe, Bowen, Lingard, Salah. Lingard, of course. We all knew you were going Lingard. Uh, Quite good value in FPL. Actually, better value in FPL than real life. What what do you make of the... uh... Alleged two hundred grand a week. Well, it's not that, is it? It's probably half that plus bonuses. And if he gets the bonuses, by definition, he's earned them. And it's a one-year deal. It's a, a real. St- it's so exciting. He's a star. He was phenomenal in the World Cup, and now he's playing for Forest. He's, he's a big star. This is a real statement of intent. We're going to do it, baby. <laughs> oh, I'm enjoying this, and 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 it's, we sort of can't lose because if Forest do well, you'd be unbearable. That'll be funny. If they don't, I'll be unbearable. Huh. That'll be funny. Um, my midfield. Here we go. Snap, Mo Salah. Ooh. Snap, Jared Bowen. Ooh. Another player, some past pedigree at a club. Uh, they've obviously had to downgrade the club they're at, so a bit like Jesse Lingard, gone down really to the very sort of lower echelons of football to, to get a game. Uh, I've gone for Andreas Pereira uh, at Fulham. Uh, I've gone for uh, Leon Bailey at Aston Villa. And I have Martin Odegaard at Arsenal. Oh, I love the name Odegaard. And I love the way different commentators say it. Odegaard. Odegaard. I'm, I'm not happy with my midfield, I have to say. When you look at the, the players that aren't in there. I mean, Mane leaving Liverpool's helped a little bit. 
but to not have any Man City in there, you just you can't take the risk. You don't know who's going to play, do you? I mean, the fact that Kevin De Bruyne isn't nailed on just speaks to the insanity of football at the moment. Um, but uh, yeah, I did have a, a big thing. Bowen went in last minute, might come out again. He's expensive. It feels like you should have Son in there, personally. But, you know, you've got to make exceptions. This is where it's at this season. Last season, sort of pointless having strikers. None of the top teams played with a recognised striker. Patrick Bamford was injured. It was it was a waste of time picking a striker. A lot of us went with uh, um, Antonio at West Ham for a while. Talk to me, Ford. So There's money to spend up here. Money to spend, and spend it I have. Brennan Johnson, Nunes... Harland. Nunes and Harland. There we go. He's gone for it. He's gone for and it. And now Brennan Johnson. Assists. Goals. Was that the first thing you did? I picked my Forest players first, Jen. I've really mucked about with it. I've swapped in. So initially had Johnson up front, Yates in the middle, Scott McKenna at the back. I swapped McKenna out for Nico Williams because obviously he's an attacking wing back, more likely to get assists. And Lingard is just irresistible. Mm-hmm. Um, for the potential points he may reap. So, I mean, he's a megastar, isn't he, John? Mm-hmm. I mean, you must have been surprised when he signed for Forest. Yeah, I was. Yeah, I was uh, obviously slightly jealous. You know, it's it's a good signing. Um, oh, before we move on to my team, uh-huh. um, what's your team called? <laughs> Worrell Crazy Now. Who's not in your team? Joe Worrell. I just find it a bit odd. That you'd, you'd bank your whole gag for the season on a guy you, you, you haven't even picked. Well, I did pick him. Then I swapped him for McKenna. Then I swapped McKenna for Nico Williams. Binned. Binned. Worrell binned by Ford. That is the big news. Ford refuses to back Joe Worrell to be a success in his first season of Premier League. No, 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 no. I back him to be a success in the Premier League. FPL is a different discipline, as you know. Yeah, not good enough. Not good enough. So who have you got up front then? Fine. Clever man. Well, uh, he scored two goals in our final preseason friendly against Serie B side Cagliari. He's back. He's fully fit. He's Patrick Bamford. Of course he is. Oh, he's got to be in there. He's up for it. Anybody listening so far will have realised that I've only got Melier and Bamford, so they're expecting another Leeds name in there. Probably expecting Joe Gelhart to feature. Didn't have the money for him. So I've gone with Sam Greenwood. May get games in midfield, may even get games up front. We'll see. And the reason I had to save that money is because, obviously, like everybody else, I have gone for Erling Haaland. Now, Haaland is the same price as Kane. The only reason I didn't pick Kane mm. was I had a nightmare with him at the start of last season. <laughs> Everyone says he starts slow. Yes. Part of me, because everyone's going Haaland, thinks maybe I should go Kane. Yeah, it's that second-guessing that I'd say was my big lesson from last season. That desire to do something smug, an alternative. So I'm done with my I-know-more-than-you stuff. I don't know more than most people. I'm very enlightened of you. I, I, I do think the foundation has to be having Salah and Haaland and captaining either the one of them, really. That feels like the safest way to get points. So, John, I want you to cast your mind back. The year is 1993, and Leeds United follow up winning the league title the previous year by failing to win away from home all season and limp to a 17th place finish 
just like last season. Not quite like last season, of course, because we famously won away from home on the last day of the season to stay up. One of the most exciting moments in British football history. But yes, 1993, I remember that as the same year that Brian Clough's remarkable reign at relegated Nottingham Forest comes to what was described as an emotional end. Yeah, I'm, I'm still not over it. But Roosters Brewing Co. had just hatched, forever changing the shape of beer in the UK and blazing a trail that others will later follow. Originators and innovators of quality New World Pale Ales with an emphasis on flavour and aroma, Roosters beers start to stand out and turn heads amongst a sea of brown beer, with Yankee, the brewery's flagship pale ale, leading the way. Do you want to hear a can of Yankee being opened? Go on. There you go, mate. I'm going to drink it now, and I'm going to raise a toast to Jesse Marsh and the positive influence that all things American can have on the Premier League. It's delicious. Go on, describe the flavour. Um, there's, a, there's a sweetness, but not an overpowering sweetness. It's not too hoppy. It's got a nice maltiness to it, uh, which you, to me you don't get enough of in beer these days. And it's vegan. It's vegan. That's good, right? It's good for me. It's good for the planet. And it's good for all the little animals. And also, it's a good luck charm. I had a, can, I had a few cans of roosters, actually, before I left the house on Sunday for the Euros final and England won. Fast forward almost 30 years from 1993, with countless awards having been won along the way. Yeah, but not, not for Forrest. Yes, and neither of Leeds. So we are back, both of us, together at the top table of English football, while Rooster's ethos remains the same, to consistently brew quality, easy drinking and well-balanced beers across a wide variety of styles. Rooster's is a small, independent and family-owned brewery, and we'll also be doing some live shows there at the end of the year. Yes, but what's in it for me, I hear you cry. Well, Roosters have donated £50 worth of beers for the winner of our CPFBL Listener League to be included as part of the overall end-of-season prize. Mm-mm-mm. Head to www.roosters.co.uk and enter the code CPFPL20, that's CPFPL20, at the checkout, and you get 20% off everything, excluding gift vouchers, until the end of September with free shipping on orders over 50 quid. A cluck and collect service is also available if you're local to Harrogate, which you kind of are. I'm local enough and I'm tight enough, so if they're going to give me it for free, I'm going to go to Harrogate. Get down, roosters, mate. Uh, so we're asking for end of season forfeits. As we've mentioned earlier, the, the sort of weekly forfeit will be done. There will be a live event where we catch up on all the forfeits, but we'll still need an end of season forfeit. You can send those in on the usual channels. But one thing that has been leaked this week is Aston Villa have had their fines list leaked for the players. Have you seen it? Yes, I have. And you know what I love? Lateness is at the top of the list. £500 if you're late for training, and I love that. I hate people being late. Yeah. I mean, £500 is... I mean, obviously, they're footballers. They're doing all right. Late onto the training pitch, £200 a minute. Yeah. And late for coach, £200 a minute. Late for meeting, £200 a minute. I just think it's fantastic how much lateness... I mean, it's obviously an endemic problem at Villa. It does suggest a problem. (laughs) It also says, if you're sent off, you have to take the team for a meal within four weeks of the red card. Oh, amazing. That's sort of an incentive to get your mates sent off, isn't it? Yeah, like grassing your own players up to the ref. Yeah, but in their ref. What if if a player should have been sent off but wasn't? You know, anyone who saw John McGinn's horrific challenge on young Archie Gray, basically an assault on a minor, um, perhaps he should just, I don't know, get him him a drive-through. 
Yeah, fair point. Yeah, maybe maybe for a yellow card, it's a smaller meal. It's just like a packed lunch. And then I would be getting teammates sent <laughs> off and be like, Ref, book him. You've got to send him off. He's a danger to he's a danger to other human beings. I know I'm on his team. And then the moment he got sent off, I'd be like, Miller and Carter, Steakhouse. <laughs> £100 if you forget your GPS for training. I mean, I don't want to let the players off, but I would say the whole point of a GPS surely is some sort of tracking. The club would know that they'd left their GPS before the player would. Surely. Oh, you're clever. I mean, they are just trying to catch these. You know what? There's another angle on this, that these clubs pay these players a pretty penny, but they're desperate to recoup it. So they're just making up rules to try and get the cash back. They're like, oh, if you um, chew laces up done, that's 10 grand a week. Um, um, Going home, that's 50 grand a week. And then these poor lads aren't actually getting paid. That's what's really happening. It shows the cutting-edge technology that uh, Aston Villa fans can expect to... Uh, I mean, you're going to see the results of the GPS. Last season, uh, notably, you know, players being told to get in the box. I've got to bloody find it. None of that anymore with the GPS. They'll be straight there, won't they? And they'll have the most direct route. They'll have to wait five minutes to put it in the job job. Or just put it in the job job. You know one of the ones I love? Forgetting cakes on birthday is 50 quid a day. <laughs> Does that mean you forget to bring it in when it's your birthday or you forget to... That must be what it means. Because otherwise everyone would be bringing in cakes on someone's birthday and they're footballers and that'd be mad. It does beg the question, does it? You shouldn't have to... Do you bring in cakes on your own birthday? I, I think find that's that the tra- easiest system. I find system. it tragic that you organise yourself a birthday party every year. But that's got to be the easiest system, isn't it? Otherwise everyone is getting a ton of cakes and these, these lads are athletes, John. Well, do you know what the easiest system is? To say that you're multi-millionaire professional athletes who are also grown-ups... Let's not talk about your fucking birthday, shall we? Who gives a shit? Because they're trying to create a family cohesive atmosphere where they actually care about each other. Will you start by saying, I don't care about your birthday? So let's all agree. It's like Secret Santa, isn't it? You're halfway to saying, let's just not bother. John, have you heard any interviews with elite athletes or managers lately? They talk about rhythm. They talk about (laughs) cohesiveness. They talk about a team spirit. You're thinking of cool runnings. Yeah, it works. They talk about feeling the rhythm. They talk about feeling the rhyme. They talk about it being bobsleigh time. Yeah, that they had the right approach. But you would have you would have said no. Don't do any of that. Just get in that bobsleigh and do it. None of this none of this team bonding. I tell you what is a bit sad on this list. Booked for descent is only two hundred quid. Which given how high some of the other fines are, yeah. It's basically just fine to swear yeah. at officials. That's And that's right at the bottom. That's like, oh, book for descent, 200 quid. Aston Villa say being one minute late for training is the same as calling a linesman a shit eater. <laughs> I, okay. Do you, <laughs> yeah. I, I reckon I'm gonna, I would put money on in the history of the Premier League. I don't think anyone has ever called a linesman or referee's assistant <laughs> a shit eater. If you can prove... Hello at cpfpl.com. We want to hear from you. If you're a footballer who's called a linesman in the Premier League or any official, a shit eater, you've got to provide the evidence if you know if you have that intel. I don't think that's ever happened. Oh, we know Premier League footballers. We should get them to call someone a shit eater. <laughs> you can't no, you can't say, isn't it good that they're finally clamping down on dissent and then launch a new feature where we encourage Premier League footballers to abuse and they're called assistant referees now, by the way, mate. Um, you can't encourage footballers to call 
lying to people shit eaters. Yeah, but that's that's more that's that's a bance that that's not that's not abuse. That's just like funny. A, a referee's assistant would laugh at that. They they would. I mean, they all listen to the show anyway, so they'd be like, "Oh yeah, I listen to that as well." Be bonding for them within the game. I'll bet we've got more referees and assistant referees listening than footballers. Yes, that's fine. I, I mean, I think we we enjoy a wide and indeed deep listenership of people from every aspect of football life. <laughs> and um, I think they would all laugh at being... If someone called them a shit eater, I genuinely think literally everyone listening to this podcast would be fine with that. Now, if you wouldn't be, email us, hello at cpfpl. If, you, if you've ever been called a shit eater or called anyone one, let us know <laughs> the, the circumstances and how it went down. I want to bet on the fact that most people would be cool with it. Hello at cpfpl.com. Late for a commercial appearance, 250 quid. Booked for descent, 200 quid. Mm. More serious to be late turning up for, I don't know, Greg's the Baker's advert than it is to swear at the officials, which is the one thing that uh, in the women's Euros was absolutely fantastic. No dissent whatsoever, if there was an immediate booking. Although Jill Scott did uh, swear very well at one Jill of the Scott, players. Yeah. Beautiful prick. Yeah, like, that's yes. it, isn't it? There's all this talk of fuck off, you fucking prick. I was watching it on TV. It looked like from where you were in the stadium, you'd have been able to see. It was, it was one of the clearest. She could get a job mouthing things for people who are hard of hearing. That's all I could say. There was absolutely no dispute there about what she was saying. It could be, um, you what, with Jill Scott? <laughs> and and shall we talk briefly about the most baffling? Uh, I mean, you know, I got you know I got beef with the dragons, don't you? You what? You know, I got beef with dragons. Oh yeah, with Peter Jones. Uh, Perfetus. Oh slag go me on, off. go on. Um, slag my suit off. First ever corporate gig. Oh I did yes, when I was yes, trying to get yes. my deposit together for my flat in Swindon. He's um he's been spotted this week out partying with uh, Robbie Keane. What? Theo Pafetis and Robbie Keane out on the lash together. Right, what's wrong with that? Well, why are they friends? Why are you so annoyed? I just don't... I, I like Robbie Keane. Yeah. I don't want to see him hanging around with a man who's going to uh, abuse his clothing. They're, they're both major league players, mate. Pafetis was a football club chairman. Keane played the game at elite level. Of course they know each other. Pafetis is a football club chairman. He was chairman of Millwall. That explains the abuse. How do you feel? Do you, I, I, I feel that I called Theopathetis even writer. That, that abuse that I received, actually now I think I got away lightly. A bit of gentle ribbing about my suit, actually. It could have been a lot worse. It could but of course we wish all the best to uh, Charlie Cresswell, uh, who scored two on his debut for Millwall on loan from Leeds. Yes, we do. We, we wish, well, you know, it's the start of the season. Let's start with the positive. Let's wish all footballers well. All FPL managers, well, um, just for life into every single listener of the show. Just we wish you well. Here you go, then. Let's let's do a week one test of the curse because obviously anyone who listened last season knows you are cursed. You uh, broke Harry Kane. I'm going to take that. I'm going to take you wishing well to all footballers. I'd like you to be specific, and I'd like you to specifically wish well to one footballer, and then we'll see how they get on this week. I think it's obvious which footballer I'm going to pick. It's Jesse Lingard, and I wish him all the best of luck. I've just realised what you've done, because now you're trying to make... Oh. Yeah, you're a moron. Oh, I'm thick. I'm thick as wood. May I take this opportunity to wish him a speedy recovery um, and say good luck spending all that money from the physio room. 
I'm an idiot. You are an idiot, but it's joyful. And uh, what a wonderful point to end on. Um, That's all we've got time for this week. We will be back tomorrow uh, with another episode where we will be talking to journalist, YouTuber, TV presenter, and, of course, a creator of the massively popular web series Chicken Shop Date, Amelia de Moldenberg. Don't forget to get in touch and let us know if you've called anyone a shit eater or you've been called it and how that went down. Email us, hello at tvfpl.com. Tweet us at Comedians FPL. We're also on Instagram, Comedians Playing FPL, Facebook, at Comedians FPL. And just share the show, spread the word, and leave a review, and uh, all will be good in the world. Bye. Bye. Ooh, you sound like a little frog. Bye.